to the PHNX VIP Lounge, brought to you as always by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Cam freaking Johnson. Say it right, Lindsay. is open. Cam fucking Johnson. That, that was that was amazing. That man literally put this squad on his back and willed the Suns to a 115-114 win over the New York Knicks. What an incredible fourth quarter and game by Cam Johnson. I mean, a little of everything. A dude gets gets manhandled for most of that first half. Uh, we thought he broke a rib. He goes back to the back to the locker room. Like in the first like 5 minutes yeah, of the game. I, I mean, he it winds up leading to almost a fight and then he comes out, you do not make Cam Johnson angry because he makes you pay. <laughs> all right? You will not like Cam when he's angry. He will go on to steal your soul. I honestly feel like tonight in that third quarter when they actually got into the kerfuffle was the first time I've ever seen Cam show, like, anger. He's usually so calm and collected, but I I don't blame him for one second. Julius Randle literally would not stop all game long. The first quarter, like you said, sent him to the locker room because he hit him so hard. Yeah. Came back. Cam also fell into a cameraman in the second quarter, which probably didn't help. But same thing. Julius Randle went at him again. And then finally in the third quarter, underneath the basket, Cam was like, enough, bro. I'm over this. Yeah. And then Julius Randle got ejected. Bye. It, it was it was unbelievable. There are two things that can destroy the New York Knicks: James Dolan and Cam Johnson. <laughs> All right, two things, and they both own the Knicks to two tonight. So, thank you, Cam, for what could have been an awful evening. Yeah, you saved us from having to go to the therapist tonight. We get to celebrate here in the VIP lounge. It was something to behold, and in honor of it, I'm naming the stash Cam. <laughs> They stashes oh, no. Cam. <laughs> well, in honor of that, let's also go get some drinks at the bar because we need some right now because we'll be chugging. Let's go to the bar. Maybe. <laughs> Tonight we are drinking the sweet baby brew. And it is spectacular. Let's mm-hmm. let's be honest with that. I mean, uh, Josh in the in the chat providing us uh, with the great sweet baby angel. Cam Johnson uh, logo Cam Johnson there. logo on the beer bottle. And look, uh, we should have six, seven, 38 of these bad boys tonight because uh, Cam had a night to remember. <laughs> Does that work? If you had 38 beers, would it be a night to remember? What? Or would you not remember it? I, I'm just asking. I, it'd be a night to remember for your friends. <laughs> You'd be entertaining like Cam Johnson if you had 38 beers. Oh, my gosh. But you like... Gosh, just what I just it was so much fun watching this fourth quarter because after that third quarter ended and we'll get into this a little bit more down on the show. I was a little bit bummed out. I was like, I don't know if they're actually going to be able to pull this one off, even though Julius Randle did get ejected, which was in our favor. Let's be honest. He was he was feasting out there tonight. He was knocking down shot after shot. But it just didn't feel like we had the energy at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And that turned around so quickly. It is. Uh, it, I I can't say enough about that. And the best play of Cam's night may have been egging 
<laughs> starting that that shoving match, you uh -huh. know, like that. Julius Randle was having a great night, probably the best night he's had in months, and Cam Johnson egged him into into shoving him, and that changed the game. Yeah, I mean it one hundred percent changed the complexion of the game. I won't call it a fight because that does a disservice to actual fights that have happened in the NBA. It was a this, shove, and I'm going to step back. This was the shove and hold me, bro, hold me, bro. <laughs> Kind of thing. Uh, and uh, Julius Randle, uh, thank you for your service tonight, my friend. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? It's pretty obvious. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to name our draft king, king of the game, none other than Cam Johnson, who finished with a new career high of 38 points. He was 9 of 12 from deep, 21 of those points, and 6 of those threes came in the fourth quarter alone like like we said he really just willed this team to a victory there well and that that shot from deep to win it i mean that was a 30 foot three i don't care if he banked it mm -hmm. it could have hit the rim six times and gone in that was a thing of beauty Everybody here in this studio lost their mind. We were, we were all prepped for the loss. I don't think we have been that loud in here all no. season. No, because this is special. Like it it's, is. It, when you are missing Devin Booker and Chris Paul and you see a young guy like Cam Johnson basically emerge, right? Yeah. Tonight was a was a coming out party for Cam. We've talked about his offensive potential, dropping 38 tonight, getting the game winner, having a, a third quarter like we or excuse me fourth quarter like we haven't seen this year mm -hmm. uh and oh by the way yeah this is a guy that wasn't in the three-point shooting contest <sighs> nine of 12 tonight uh yes yeah, suck it nba uh <laughs> you should add him in there uh it's again more reason why the phoenix suns are the best team in the nba suck it new york knicks <laughs> you jabronis go back to new york we got it going here in phoenix Code JJM, thank you for the super chat. They said, can't believe Cam did it without CP3, Booker, and Aiden. Oh. We'll get into oh. that a little bit later <laughs> in the show. Oh. Um, but one of the things that I think is just, like, listen, we all know I love Cam Johnson. He's a sweet baby angel. There's really not anything to dislike about Cam, the human or the player. Um, I think this is special, too, because... We're seeing all season long, we've been seeing the progress. We've been seeing the growth with Cam. This was a huge moment for him Ooh. where he was he was that clutch time player tonight for the yeah, Suns. Without Chris Paul, without Devin Booker, he took this game and it was his. And that's just another step in the right direction for Cam, another step in his growth. The amount of confidence that that young man has to have right now in that locker room is oh, yeah. got to be through the roof. Pay that man his money. All right. Give him yes. that cash. This will come up big. Mark my words. Mm -hmm. He will have a moment in the clutch in the playoffs where we go, this game prepared him for it. This game showed him what it, to himself what he's capable yes. of in this league uh, this will this will be a night we look back on and go okay that that was a moment that led to this next bigger moment for cam mm -hmm. johnson and it's it's so easy to, to root for cam i mean everyone yes. in the comments is saying it we love cam how could you not root for this guy couldn't have happened to a better person like 
It's so easy to root for him. So a night like this just feels a little extra special for us too, especially after him finally being able to, after what feels like a decade of not being able to have a lot of community interaction and events. Mm-hmm. He was out in the community this week, obviously doing some really cool stuff. So just a really cool, Wait, cool the, week. The pandemic lasted a decade. Did it, I it lose? It feels like that, doesn't it? Did I lose seven years? Does it not feel it like does, it's been a it decade? <laughs> I just needed to check. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I just needed to check. Call all right? me crazy. It feels like that for me. Um, but yeah, gosh, just just like it was good. And this you, was fun. You know this who? You know who is probably his biggest cheerleader right now? Mikhail Bridges. Bridges. He's probably losing his ever-loving mind mm-hmm. over the fact that Cam had such a big night. Yeah. I love I love it. I love the camaraderie. Anybody can step up on this team. Mm-hmm. We have seen that all season long. And guess what? They did it again in the clutch tonight. Without their two best clutch players, they came up big. They made the comeback in the clutch. And uh, God, this is such a fun team to watch. It really is. You, we are watching something special. Yeah. So, Don't forget soak that. Soak it part all of this. in, people. Soak it all in. Yeah. If there's anything we've learned, it's you got to appreciate the really great moments because you just never know. You just never know. But I'm not going to go down too deep and dark. Um, anything else on Cam? This this is a kind of move. <laughs> all right. Uh, this, this is the kind of... Uh, I, I made that comment because of them back there. I know? get, I get uh, it. it. This, this is the kind of moment, like, we're having a season that we haven't seen since 92, 93. That, that kind of... The kind of numbers they're putting up, the kind of things they're doing. There's moments from that 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 a certain generation of Suns fans still remember to this day. A couple crazy buzzer beaters, things like that. This could be one of those moments in another special Suns season here where mm-hmm. where fans remember that along the way. And I, I I just enjoy the damn ride is is the point right now. Yeah. Somebody in the chat, uh, Vince, said people are going to say, quote, if Julius Randle didn't get ejected. Yeah, well, that's on Julius Randle. He should have been able to control his emotions a little bit better. Act like a big boy. He didn't want to get ejected. He should have just been able to have a little more calm and zen. Yeah, yeah, it's not. He shoved. He shoved Cam. It was not like nobody made him him do it. Cam got his technical two in it. But Julius Randle was the further aggressor. Too bad. Deal with it. Like that's that's part of this game. If you're not a big enough boy to know that you shouldn't get in the fight, deal with it. Wait, I'm. Um. Do we need to know something? Is there something going on that we need to know? Is this real life? I can't read. I Little can't Wayne, see that far. Little Wayne just tweeted out at 10:50. Damn, Cam. We we sure. Well, it was an ESPN game. Am I, I'm just I'm just one making sure that. I'm not that's missing something. Check. No, that's the blue check mark. Is he? Yeah, he was in the finals games. Oh, that's right. But is he like full blown in on the Suns now? Apparently. I love this for us. I I mean, sure. The more the more <laughs> you have big name people talking about how great the Suns are, the better it is for Who's you that? overall. Lil Wayne. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just had to play it up. I know who Little Wayne is. I think is. that's Jeez. super cool. And I and especially for a guy like him, right? Like you see celebrities talking about Devin and Chris Paul all the time. 
That's amazing. This helps. Like the more we have big names talking about Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, the better. Because then they're going to start getting recognized. They're going to start getting the respect that they deserve. And it's going to help them along in their careers. Like regardless of how we feel about big name or national media mm -hmm. attention, it helps the individual player. And that's always a positive. We're doing it on a national stage too. Uh, ESPN Friday night game. That's a big deal. The whole country probably just watched the ending of that game. Oh, yeah. I won't say the whole country, well, but poor, anybody anywhere in America could have watched that the the last second of that game and that fourth quarter. And and Cam now is getting that attention. Little Wayne Ocho Cinco. People know who Cam Johnson is. And That's I, cool for I him. Love, I love especially that. Especially seeing as he's the fifth or sixth option on this team. Uh, and that's how deep they are, is that fifth or sixth option can drop 38 on a night on mm -hmm. that, So, All right. Any final thoughts on Cam Johnson before we move on to some other things? Uh, I, I love Cam Johnson. Who doesn't? I mean, you know, I, I'm a married man, but I, I love you, Cam. I'm just going to say it, all right? <laughs> Which is even weirder with the mustache. <laughs> That is named Cam. So we've we're off to a weird, uh, weird start. With All right, it. with Save that one, me here let me help I'm you saying, out. Please, let me tell you about the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When Covington and Masvidal step into the octagon this Saturday at UFC 272, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. So bet just one dollar on the main event and get a hundred dollars in free bets, no matter what. First round knockout, you're going to get paid. Majority draw, you're going to get paid. Literally, no matter what happens, you're going to get paid. Cam Johnson $100. steps in the ring and punches one of them. You're going to get paid $100. In free bets. It's literally that easy. So go right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you're using the promo code PHNX. And after you use that code, make a bet, uh, just a $1 bet on the UFC 272 main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what happens in the fight. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Just a reminder, that's 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Well, we talked about one twin. Let's talk about the other twin because Mikhail Bridges also had a pretty good game <clears throat> Cam kind of dominated, obviously, that fourth quarter. I guess you could maybe say second half if you wanted to split this in two. Mikhail Bridges really held it down in the first half, though. He finished tonight with 20 points, four assists, and six rebounds. 17 of those points came in the first half. Yeah, uh, he was the guy that kept them in it early, kept them close. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it was weird, though. And we kind of talked about this in the studio. The, when Cam got hurt, was when Mikhail seemed Stop. to kind of took a quick hold for slowed. a minute, yeah. I know, uh, and we were joking; he could feel his pain. Uh, but <laughs> but Mikhail is is going to get overshadowed, obviously, uh, because of what Cam did. But he again is that glue guy. Defensively, uh, plays great. Uh, it goes out there and offensively has been much more consistent. Like we've asked of him. I'm waiting for this game, though. This mm -hmm. this, this kind game of, from Mikhail. This game from Mikhail, which I think we'll get before books back. Uh, it, it it's coming for him too, and and that that's exciting as well. Sitting there and I going, mean, I know this guy's gonna go off yeah. too. He did have 
his defensive version of this game early on in the season, of yes. course, against Golden State, which was pretty cool. But offensively, it'd be nice to see Mikhail also it's, it's just have happen. a game. It's going to happen. Yeah. Circle that Orlando game on Tuesday. That's when I feel like it's going to happen. John said this was looking like the Mikhail game in the first quarter. It was. I mean, that's kind of what makes them the best of both. Like, they're that's what the twins, right? As one goes, kind of the other goes. Like, they both go. Mm -hmm. This team goes. It's just neat how they kind of seem to play off of each other. The vibes are immaculate between those two guys. Well, let's not use the – that's a DNVR <laughs> thing. Is it? The, because Devin said it. The Valley vibes are spectacular. If right? Devin said it, it's a Devin thing, not a DNVR thing. Oh, okay. Thing. Screw DNVR. Sorry, DNVR. not it's, sorry. It's a Devin thing. I'm the, just the saying. The vibes are immaculate tonight, <laughs> all right? Except for what is on my lip, all right? I love that we have probably our highest viewership ever, and I'm rocking and you have a this thing. <laughs> yes, I look like Mario. I understand it, chat. It, it, it's me, Amadio. Is that what you're looking for from me tonight? That's All fantastic. Right. Also, if you missed it, the reason why Espo has a mustache is because he lost a bet the other night. And so this was you know, this is the result of that. To be Espo always pays his bets, though. Let's let's be let's be honest here. It wasn't a bet because nobody else had anything else on the line. <laughs> That's fair. I said something stupid. You had a bet with yourself. And they and I had to do this. So Oh my gosh. All right. Uh yeah, a couple flowers for Mikhail there. We have to give a big bouquet of flowers to campaign as well. He finished with a career high 16 assists. He had eight in each half. He also added in 17 points and logged his third double-double with the Suns. Campaign played the way that he was playmaking tonight and moving that ball around was Chef's Kiss. Go ahead. There's one thing okay. I'm a little concerned about. Well, A, he was holding his wrist at one point in this game. That's which is what I'm concerning. concerned about. The other thing I was concerned about is if Cam doesn't hit that circus shot, <laughs> if Cam Johnson doesn't, campaign is the guy taking the heat. Yeah. Because he drove to the bucket the possession before kind of wildly and missed. When everybody in the arena and and their brother knew get, get Cam Johnson the damn ball. So he he's lucky he got off the hook. But ten assists was his previous career high. So this was a massively large game yeah, for him distri distributing. In addition to that that play you were talking about at the end of the game, there were also a couple more in the fourth quarter in that crunch time mm -hmm. where it was like, all right, Cam, Cam P. You're doing a little too much. Yeah, like let's just free throws, let's yeah. just ease up a little bit. Like don't force it. Um, some of me feels like that could have been a sense of urgency from him. Obviously, wanting to perform well, finally back in the mm -hmm. lineup. I also wonder if maybe, like you said, in the fourth quarter, he fell and then he was grabbing that wrist, kind of trying to shake it out a little bit. It felt like. Yeah. And I I wonder if it started to really affect him later on in the game, if it started to hurt a little bit more. Maybe, but I also think, and Eddie Johnson brought this up on uh, on the local broadcast, saying that campaign sometimes plays too emotional. Yeah. And we saw in the fourth, he thought he got fouled. He stayed back complaining. And, and that was and, a big issue. And didn't run back on defense. <laughs> mm -hmm. And to me... I think that might have been more of what was going on is he let the emotional side of him take it take 
control a little too much. And then to your point was pressing because he was finally feeling good, right? First time in a while, first time his offense was going and his, and his assists, his passing was going. So he pushed a little bit, uh, trying to be that guy when he could have deferred a little bit more. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to nitpick too much with it, but that, I think that's where we were. And it's okay when you get the win. If they had lost, we probably would be harping on it a little bit. MCG Blue said, EJ said it best, uh, campaign uh, about campaign. Some players benefit from emotions. Some are better at keeping their emotions under control. Well, and he'll sometimes learn. He'll, he, he'll learn more, too, with these experiences. Well, and it's tough because sometimes campaign does benefit from those emotions. He right. rides that wave. It, it leads them to big things. It happened in the playoffs, those two games. He had to start... For CP3. So like that's that's part of what it's a double edged sword. And he went a little too far in giving into that emotion tonight. Mm -hmm. And but I'm fine with it. He is coming back. We're starting to see that campaign that was so important in the bubble. So important last year's run. Uh, if he can tap into this the Suns are going to be in a good position. And Holy not to crap. mention Cam Johnson saved us, saved the day. So it's okay. It's okay. We're okay. Yeah, All right. We got, we got super chats yeah, out the wazoo. So we'll start with Philip Wallace. Thank you for the super chat, 1999. They said Suns will be better playoff, will be a better playoff team because of the extra minutes slash learning opportunities that these players are getting. How can you not love the bond that these guys have? The camaraderie is infectious. Love the positivity. 100% agree with you. You can tell that they like to be around each other, that they like to play for one another. We talked about it when the first time we heard that Devin was going to miss a few games. Yeah. Don't play hero ball. Play your game within your system. Play for your teammates. And that's exactly what I feel like they've been doing for the most part in these two games. And that's how they're going to win games. You're not going to win games with this team by playing hero ball. No, they played within the offense. I mean, that was the thing. Cam was playing within the offense. There mm -hmm. was there was a play in that fourth where he deferred to, I believe it was Jay Crowder, who hit the three to go up late in the fourth because Cam Johnson had a, had a look but passed it for a better look with Jay Crowder. And that's, that's this offense, unselfish basketball, .5 offense. They did it. I mean, it could have been very easy for Cam to just demand the ball, pound it into the ground, and jack shots up. It didn't. It didn't go that way. I mean, it was it was spectacular in the way that they played as a team. They have to keep doing that, and that is a testament to Monty Williams, who's got guys one through fifteen on this roster to buy in mm -hmm. and believe in what uh, what they're preaching about this about this program, as they call it. Nights like tonight show that there's belief in that. By the way, if we get up to $200 in Super Chats, Lindsay said she'll wear the mustache next. Yo, so she, did I? Lindsay will have a mustache next. We can get so. those sunglasses that have the mustache attached to them that were like super in I, like seven years ago sure, or something we'll like that. Sure, we'll do that. that. Uh, but uh, 200 bucks in Super Chats, <laughs> Lindsay will rock a mustache. That's not point. worth it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Manuel, I see your Super Chat. Thank you. I will address that in just one second. But before we do that, um, we're going to do a super chat from Patrick. Thank you for your super chat as well. Patrick said with 19 to go, Phoenix is the number one seed in the West. 
with an eight-game lead over the number two seed. The Heat are the number one seed in the East. The seventh seed Raptors are seven and a half games behind Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, good friend of the program, Pat yes. Patrick. I've known good him to for, see you here in the for chat. years. Good to have you here with us tonight. Uh, it's unbelievable what they're doing. And the fact that this lead keeps growing mm -hmm. in uh, for that number one seed. Somebody said earlier tonight, and forgive me, I, I do not remember who it was, but that the Suns basically have to go 500 to the west rest of the way to lock up the number one seed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, at, that's at minimum. Uh, that's that's a, a impressive when you consider where we were coming from just a few years ago to the dominance that they've been <laughs> able to do. The, the turnaround has been unbelievable. Okay, before we get into some of the DeAndre Ayton conversations, I do want to give a shout-out to Jake Crowder, too, because he hit a really big bucket late in this game, too. So yeah, a couple, couple flowers for Jake Crowder. Um Always good to see him hit a three late in the game. And he he's fun. When that happens, it's just really enjoyable. The swag, the swagger yeah. too. Mm -hmm. That swagger that he shows, I I love it. Just when he gets going, you know, even if he's had a tough game, but he hits that big shot or has a big defensive play, his attitude can shift the dynamic of a game. Yeah, I mean, there there's a the reason he was spicy J with the salsa last year in LA, like he's important. And I know that people can get down on him when he has a bad shooting night, you know, or the other night or other afternoon against Utah when he threw that pass away. But Jay Crowder is so important to what the Phoenix Suns do on both sides of the ball. And his attitude is, is so important. Uh, it was good to see him get a big moment tonight as well. Ju said, uh, so no slander for Jay missing a free throw that could have had the game tied instead. Cam missed a free sure. throw in the fourth, too. If like, we had lost this game, we probably would be very upset about it. But I think because we won this game, we can forgive a few um, mistakes. Yeah, there's a few small mistakes. Yes. Look, you, but, but you're right. If we brought things up for campaign, we should bring it up for Jay yeah, as well. But Jay, Jay has those moments. So that's that's part of what you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. with Jay. Sometimes there's going to be little frustrating things, but overall his impact is massively important with the squad. Yes. Okay. We're going to go back to Manuel's super chat. I see everyone's comments in the chat. I am not ignoring you. I just wanted to talk about mm -hmm. the fun. Lindsay's we wanted to give out the people. flowers first, She's ignoring but you. Manuel, thank you for your super chat. They said, I'm all for the flowers, but I'm going to need y'all to throw some dead flowers at DA. From CP3 down to Peyton, we got to keep the same energy for all. Agreed. I don't know how to feel about DeAndre Ayton right now. Obviously, rebounding has been a bit of an issue, and I understand the switching affects that to some extent. However, I do also feel like his effort just doesn't seem to be there like it has been or should be. I mean, at one point in time, with three minutes left in the game, I think the same same possession you were talking about where campaign was arguing with the ref. Yeah, DA just, just was non-existent. Didn't he didn't back. get back on defense and left his teammates out there to kind of figure it out on his own. And then there was also another possession late in the game 
for the Knicks that he could have gotten under the basket a little bit more to battle with Mitchell Robinson for that rebound. Yeah, could have done that a lot in this game. Yeah, but that one specifically stood out to me because it really, like from my vantage point at least, it felt like he it was it was doable to be able to get back down there. Oh, certainly. And and so I just I'm having a really hard time with this because I'm frustrated with DeAndre and right now. Um, I love DeAndre and but I just don't know how to feel about it. Do do I have a camera here? Do, do I no, have a, just I that don't one. have one. Okay. Well then DA, meet me at this one camera we have. Look, man, as much as as much as I have praised you, as much as I have been a stand for you in terms of deserving that max contract, you need to step up. This is a time, and we saw Cam Johnson do it tonight, where he took hold of his opportunity and just made the most of it. He's a guy that's playing for a contract, too, and he went out there and did it. DA, this is a moment that you need to step up. You can prove that you are a 1A, that you're an alpha, that you're a guy that deserves to get the max. And right now, you're doing anything but that. Eight points and three rebounds in a game where your team needed every point to win is not enough. Three rebounds is not enough to get it done. A max player does not have a game with eight points and three rebounds. You need to dig deeper, find that gear, tap into whatever you need to to prove that you deserve it. Because on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday afternoon, when you roll into Milwaukee and you play Giannis and the Bucks, who have that title that you should have had, you need to sit there and show up in summation deandre ayton get your shit together play a big game earn your money against the defending champions that you lost to in uh, uh in, that you lost to in the finals last year it's time for you to have the kind of moment that cam johnson had tonight so just figure it out i i am very frustrated with his performance we need to stop with the three rebounds and not being able to, you know, crash the boards. Eight points is unacceptable for a guy that's demanding the max. It's just not, not, not acceptable. I just, I just want DA to get back to the DA that we were all championing for early on in the season. And last year, I want him to be a little more consistent and I genuinely still think he can get there. Um, so it's just really unfortunate that we're kind of in this position with DeAndre right now. I'm super hopeful that he can turn it around and figure it out. Until then, though, all we can do is fingers crossed. Get in the gym, figure it out. I don't I don't know if you need uh, Monty Williams to pull you aside or CP3 to give you a pep talk. Whatever you need, make it happen because we're at a point where you need to prove that you're the guy that you want all of us to think you are. And a lot of us have believed in you every step of the way, but the last week has been one of those frustrating points where you need to step up and you need to prove it. Okay. The only other thing that I kind of wanted to touch on from tonight's game was the third quarter defense. That was a big issue again tonight. It was an issue the other night as well. And 
Tonight, the Suns were outscored in that third quarter, 38-23. to Now, this is something that Monty has been talking specifically about all week. I I mean, we did win the game, so that's wonderful, but this is an area where he's probably not going to be overly pleased or pleased at all with the way the team performed in that third quarter, and it's probably going to be an area of emphasis for some of the conversations, some of the lessons that they can learn from this game. I don't know what it is about the third quarter because – We've seen it, it seems more daunting, I guess, without Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but it also seems like this has been a season-long thing, like third quarter Suns at it again kind of a situation. Like, what is it about a third quarter? Well, I think it's it's easy to just get out of your mindset at halftime and not come out locked in. And with a team that knows or feels like they can flip a switch at any time, uh, you, you fall into that trap that, oh, at any moment I can just turn it back on. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they can have that mentality. I, I don't think they can play. Uh, what this team has been so good at is playing within themselves and playing hungry, right? Over the last, since the bubble, really, yeah, playing like that. I, I don't think this team can buy into its own press clippings. Or in this case tonight, they have to come out with the intensity of we're down two guys. And even though the Knicks have lost 16 of, of their last 20 games, they are a team that's formidable. Julius Randle can have the kind of game he had through three quarters. I mean, it, it, and they need to figure out how to come back locked in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who to point that. It's a, it's a combination. What's Monty doing at halftime? Is there something he can adjust? What's the what are the players doing? Is there something that they can adjust? I mean, they're they've got to look at it in totality because a bad quarter in the playoffs is the difference between winning and losing a series. Yeah, that's a big that's a big one. Absolutely. So yeah, that's definitely something to kind of keep an eye on. It's obviously something that Monty and this team have noted. They understand what's going on there and they're working on it. Hopefully we kind of get that figured out before the playoffs start as well. Just because, like you said, the last thing we need is to have quarters like that in the playoffs when things really do matter and have it be something that we can't dig ourselves out of Yeah. in the fourth, even though this is a good team still. Not worth, not worth that. All right, Espo, is there anything else? I know that we, uh, just real did we, quick. Did we send Gerald the new link, by the way, so he can try to come in? Real quick, if you're listening to this on audio, you probably didn't really feel much of a difference. Espo's um, conversation with DeAndre might have been cut off a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. If that is the case, we apologize and we appreciate you continuing to listen. We had some technical difficulties because our internet provider is having outages here in the Phoenix area. Y'all know how it is. When it rains and it gets windy, everything in Phoenix just has it just turns into a... A shit show, basically. Everyone forgets how to drive. Internet can't handle it. Power can't handle it. It's just one of those things about living in the Valley, but it's okay. But we appreciate everyone in the chat and on the YouTube live stream right now for sticking with us, bouncing around to a couple different links. You guys are the real MVPs tonight. If we hadn't already given the DraftKings King of the Game to Cam, we would give it we to you right now. We have it on this, this part of the stream. <laughs> so, so all the all the fans, all the Cove crazies, you are yeah, DraftKings. That uh, is absolutely fair. Game. We're going to see if we can get Gerald to join us um, still at some point in time. 
But yeah, thank you guys for sticking with us on audio. Again, you might have missed the shenanigans that happened, but we appreciate it. If a few of um, Espo's words got cut off. Yeah, you all probably appreciate appreciate that. So that's fine. Okay. Um, Anything else from tonight's game, Espo, that you want to highlight? (sighs) Or I guess you could rant about something too if you want. (laughs) Should I rant more about DA since <laughs> no, only half no, of no, it was hurt? No. Uh, overall, it wasn't a pretty game. It was frustrating for a, a lot of that game, but it's a character game, right? Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing that shows the heart, the fortitude that this group has, the ability that uh, that they have even without Devin Booker and CP3. And I get it. It's against the lowly Knicks, but yeah. this is the kind of kind of moment. Like the I said Suns earlier, are also missing two All Stars. They so. are, but this this is the kind of moment where when they have to dig deep in the playoffs, they're better for it because Cam Johnson, like I said, knows that that he can he can be the man in a fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Mikhail Bridges knows that he can carry this team in the first half of a game when they need it. These are the kind of things that will be. Uh, will be imperative if they go on another deep playoff run, which every indication is that they will this year. So I just got a message from Gerald that um, Monty took a while to get um, to the podium to speak with the media, which I'm guessing is because there was probably some celebration (laughs) happening in the locker room for Cam Johnson there. And Gerald is patiently waiting for cam johnson to um speak with the media because obviously that's a big moment for cam gerald doesn't want to miss that press conference so he can bring us all the information there if we don't get to gerald tonight we promise we'll have an update for you from him on our twitter account at phnx underscore sun so be sure to make sure you're following over there um we're getting some great uh espo looks likes in the chat (laughs) One can you was, read that? He looks like, yeah, I can read it when they put it up on the screen. Oh, I can't okay, read okay, it I see. until then. But one of them was, I look like I'm going to be doing your taxes after the game. By the way, for those on audio, I have a really bad mustache is the whole thing that's going on because I lost a bet. So, And the other jokes are, I broke the stream from ranting. So. Well, you know, it happens. I did it in pregame. We were just fine. you know. Okay, can I tell you about this really bizarre thing that happened to Shane and I during the game tonight? No. So you remember on pregame? <laughs> you, have, I just <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even notice that I just No, I noticed that I just chose no, no, no. yes, not go, to. Go ahead. You, <laughs> you remember on pregame, Shane was telling us that he loves Julius Randle from a gamble perspective. Yes. Also, I understand it's like betting, but it's Shane and I's thing. I call his bets his gambles, mm-hmm. just FYI. So he was... As we, Julius Randle was was handing the business to the Suns, right? And he said, no, I didn't bet on Julius Randle tonight. Who'd you bet on? Fournier. Evan Fournier. Don't Google it. And he was like, I just want him to score some points. He needs X amount so that I can win this gamble. Is it okay if he scores? Like, just joking fair, with Shane me. Shane said it was a bet. Let's not... Shane didn't go, if I could win this gamble. I did say gamble. Did you? Yeah, oh, because okay. it's mine and Shane's thing yeah. to call his bets gambles right. now. So now you guys are all in on the thing. And so he goes, is it okay if he scores some points just so I can win this gamble? And I said, no, absolutely not. And then I was like, well, 
If Julius Randle gets ejected, then yes, it's fine. Literally, like what, two plays before Julius Randle gets ejected, you won your bet, right? I have never, I mean, it's not often that NBA players get ejected to begin with, right? It's far and few in between. I wouldn't say it's a nightly thing. I have never had such a coincidence kind of happen around a game ever in my life like this. And it's just so crazy. And I just wanted to tell you guys that story because I'm stalling for Gerald to get here. Cool story, bro. <laughs> I think that's how it sounds, right? <laughs> no, I. It was funny in person to hear you guys. It was say, crazy. Can, can okay? I got another mini rant. Okay. Hopefully, I won't break the streak. <laughs> Can we can we not refer to this as like a fight? Like I see some people like, oh, there's a fight a in the sun, a fight in the Suns game. No, 29 years ago, almost to the day, March 24th, 1993, Nick Suns, America West Arena, which is the same thing as the Footprint Center, just a different name. Long time ago, there was a legit fight. This was Malice in the Palace before Malice in the Palace was a thing. This was you know guys throwing punches benches clearing security and coaches all over the floor you want to see a real nba fight google that bad boy put it into youtubes and watch it i should i educated shane on this during the game and showed him it and it is it is next level nuts i tweeted about it years ago because greg anthony was on the knicks at the time he was injured and he comes off the bench and fights Kevin Johnson while wearing the most ridiculous shirt in NBA history. It had, I mean, this puts Kyle Kuzma, uh, you know, it's a shame. This puts, who was the guy with the ridiculous shirt tonight? Miles Turner puts his uh, weird shirt to shame. Uh, he, Greg Anthony was wearing a shirt that had nautical flags and and uh, ship steering wheels on it when he fought Kevin Johnson. I tweeted about it, and Greg Anthony tweeted back and said, yes, that was an ugly shirt. You know it's bad when the guy admits it. So let's not call what happened tonight between Julius Randle and campaign, or excuse me, Cam Johnson, a fight. That was... That wouldn't even be the undercard to what happened in 93. So No, that was just a shove and a handful of words. That was exchanged. that was the sissy NBA version of a fight now where it's like I'm going to I'm going to lightly push you and then go hold me back, hold me back. I don't want to let's not start something and then you know everybody's holding everybody back. It was not uh, it was not a fight. It was not it was not even close to a fight. So Well, speaking of some dope fits dope or some fit. really dope bad fits, fits whatever one whatever your opinion is it's time to take your shot presented by arizona department of health services covid19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older those 12 and older are now also eligible for a booster visit azhealth.gov for a location near you so my shot tonight is one <laughs> christopher Legume Paul. I don't know what his middle name is. And that's what you went with? I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. Christopher, I don't know where I got this sweater, Paul. I I don't. I. But <laughs> this, I'm informed that this is high fashion right now. This is good. To me, my parents had a couch like this in the 80s, but Chris took a shot 
And the people in the know are telling me that this is fantastic fashion. So CP3, I tip my cap to you. And I, I want to know, how did you get somebody to crochet you something that looks like a circuit board from a computer? That's what I want to know. So I love it. I think it's a dope sweater. Why? Somebody educate me on why that's a dope sweater. I will educate you right after this. I mean, I'm a dork wearing a Batman shirt. So what the hell do I know? But one more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. So here's the thing, Espo. Fashion is getting more and more bold as we speak. Like people are, I, I they're not this caring. I spilling uh, for me on, on fashion. I, got I don't you. know if that's bold. That just is, is bizarre to me. Why is it bizarre? It's just a pattern. It's just a weird pattern and it looks like it's crocheted. What's wrong with a crocheted sweater? That's the kind of shit my grandmother was doing when I was five. Why and is that probably cool because it was comfy as hell. I still have the blankets. I'm not and complaining. I, just, I wouldn't wear it to an NBA game if I were sitting on the bench. <laughs> Guzzo said his sweater needs to enter health and safety protocols because it's sick. <laughs> that was a good one. I got a kick out of that. Listen. Vintage things are very in right now. I mean, look at what Devin is wearing. Devin is wearing things that were decades ago in fashion. But I get What everybody his. is wearing. But vintage also includes old man vintage blazers, old man and grandma kind of sweaters. Like, that is in right now. I don't. I've never seen what Chris Paul is wearing. I don't where when was the time that somebody was wearing that? Like I don't feel like that was vintage. I feel like that is something that somebody just created recently. Well, vintage-esque with a new age oh, twist on it. Oh my god. You just take bold, you just take so risks. You do some bold patterns, some bright colors. Look at what Steph Curry wore the other night the leather, all leather, but a little bit of denim outfit. He wore he wore a matrix outfit with a Canadian thong. I mean, it was a it was <laughs> denim underwear that he wore under a a matrix outfit. I will give you the denim part. Had he not had the denim part on his pants, would have been a great fit with green shoelaces. The I green do not shoelaces are fine. I don't. I don't know I why you're so hung up on the green shoelaces. It stuck out like a, it's uh, called a pop of color. <laughs> I love that I'm I love that I'm ripping on this this sweater that Chris Paul wore and it is probably worth like six of my mortgage payments. Uh, like I could live with what that sweater probably cost or jacket, whatever the hell it was. Uh, Connor says, no, that sweater was awful. Thank you, Connor. I'm guessing Connor's also like a 38 year old white guy that doesn't <laughs> understand this too. So uh, Tiz just said, Lindsay talking about fashion in her military surplus jacket. Um, I just got this jacket like two months ago. From so a, at least from it's, a military it's surplus store. No, from Zara. I don't know what Zara is, but I'll take your okay. word that it's fashionable. <laughs> is it anywhere near Walmart or Target? No. All right. That's all I know. So, <laughs> Or Amazon. I can get clothes from Amazon, oh, too. Oh, man. Espa, one of these days, you and I need to make a bet where I get to dress you as well, because that would be fun. What? I already am rocking this mustache. Why don't we just let everybody dress me? That's the fair. chat can order stuff from Amazon. You can do it. Whatever we want. I don't care. I have no shame. 
<laughs> I'm sitting here looking like this, so <laughs> Connor. No, I'm 24. What the aspo? All right. <laughs> Oh, hey, I, I didn't mean to be rude. I was just assuming you were in my age demo based on not understanding the sweater. Sydney said, Lindsay has fashion. Zara is the best. Don't hate. Thank you, Sydney. Also, I don't claim to have fashion. I understand and keep up with the trends, but I am all about comfort. If it's not comfortable for me, I'm not wearing it. My go-to is an all-black outfit with a pop of color. That's it. Wait, so I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking advice, fashion advice from somebody who just said, I just wear all black if it's comfortable. Yeah. That was my, that was my brother's uh, approach in high school when he was emo. I pay attention though. So I'm trying to give you some insight (laughs) as to what the kids and all the people are wearing right now that are fashionable. Chris Paul is my age. He's not the kid. Yes. So he's still in the mix of the trends. That typically get started oftentimes by youngins. I'm just I'm just gonna wear <laughs> suspenders and and just go completely old man at this point. I'm gonna dress like Steve Urkel moving forward because that's all I understand at this point. <laughs> then two thirds of the people in the chat are like, "Who the hell is Steve Urkel? He looks like C.J. McCollum, but he was from back in the '90s on television." All right. <laughs> How oh the hell did we gosh. get here? Um, we were talking about Chris Paul's sweater, and, and we, um, we started. I was actually going to praise his sweater, and somehow I just went. You know what? No, yeah, I'm not going to lie to the I people. Know. I'm going to be honest. So, Gosh. well, we were talking about his sweater, and then Monica, as Monica in the chat said, "I guess Gerald's still not ready, huh?" We rolling with this combo. That's exactly it, Monica. We really want you guys to be able to hear from Gerald. So, the only other update that I can share with you guys is an update. On the Twitter poll that we posted we, yesterday. Oh, now we're gonna go here. All right, let's go. Listen, it's the rails. People... Where we're going, we don't need rails. All Listen, right. It's only fair that we at least share the results of you the poll. Rig- you rigged this poll. I somehow. did no such thing. I guarantee you must know somebody at Twitter who got <laughs> in the right. back end of the poll and went. We're taking care of That's this. That's what right? it is. I know somebody at Twitter just to get into our poll for this. Right. Um, let me give you guys the breakdown. Of course, if you're new here, we did a snake draft yesterday of the best acted heroes. I took the approach of going with people who are quote unquote villains, but could be heroes in their own world. So you broke Gerald the and rules. Espo, I understood the rules completely. You knew, Espo the, you knew thought, the rule was whatever you put out there was going to win in the poll because you're Lindsay Smith. That's not true. I literally Espo. took the biggest L's of my life the last two snake drops. So that's clearly not true. Anyway, let me just read you the results. Espo got 12% of the votes. Gerald got 43.7% of the votes. And I got 44.4% of the votes. I am so proud of all of you who voted for me. Thank you so much. This was really fun. How many I'm burner accounts? So How many burner accounts did you? What foreign country <laughs> did you buy followers to None. vote for on this? All right? None. I'm far too frugal for that. Also, Gerald's on his way. He's setting up right but, now, so don't worry. He's coming the, in like three minutes. By the way, I'm throwing the measly eleven whatever percent. 
that I got behind Gerald. Congratulations, it's Gerald. Literally, won. literally not I, how it works. That is how it works it's now. Gerald literally is literally not. Gerald how it and works. I have combined forces, and Gerald is the winner now. It's not true. I, it, I, anything can be true. It's the internet. Congratulations. Um, Metal Mike said Lindsay really wants this. Yes, I do. Mostly because I was at a incredibly high disadvantage coming into this because I've only watched maybe a handful of superhero movies in it, in their entirety as it is. And a lot of them were years ago. You guys literally go day of or weekend of a release. So what makes you think that is it the fact that I'm wearing Batman shirt and glasses the day yeah. a Batman movie was released? Yeah. Gerald, you won, by the way, because we've combined our no, percentages. Where you lost the Twitter poll. How sorry. Are no, that's I'm I'm demanding a recount. This is terrible. Stop I'm so count. sorry, Gerald. I'm so sorry. Lindsay was actively campaigning and she just went contrarian and that's the only reason she won. I'm sticking Please. with that. That is the only reason. Only reason. <laughs> she totally ignored the rules of the draft. Just take your L, Gerald. Just take oh, your L. God, I got screwed the- by being the smartest man in the draft. <laughs> well, that's that's we'll we'll agree to disagree on that one. But <laughs> Gerald, I don't even remember what happened in this game because it ended like Cam four hours Johnson. ago. Oh, yeah, Cam Johnson. What did Monty have to say about Cam Johnson this evening? Yeah, I mean, he said something. Jay said the same thing. Campaign also said it. They really fed off of, off of, God bless. They really fed off of Cam Johnson's fire in his eyes tonight because, you know, that whole thing that went down with Julius Randle. It really fueled him. And Cam Johnson said it himself, like it, it happened in the first quarter. That first hit that he took from Randall caught him in the ribs. And he said it felt like a cheap shot and it hurt. So it was one of those things where he was trying to play through the pain of that rib shot. And then he gets hit again in the thigh, I think he said, by Mitchell Robinson. And so he was getting beat up all night. And then when Randall took exception to that bump or that box out, whatever it was, um, that's when things erupted and, and he was able to keep his cool because he said, you know, I just knew that I would still have a chance to keep playing. If, if I got myself tossed, I wouldn't. So he wanted to make sure that he made all of that count. Um, he said he rarely plays with that type of emotion said, I don't think I've ever been that angry shooting a basketball before. So, I mean, you know, so we don't you're want- saying we need to get cam angry a little more often. Maybe hopefully not hit him in the ribs angry, but (laughs) like he, that was an incredible performance. And Jay said that the whole team kind of fed off of that. So that was kind of cool to see because they mentioned, you know, they talk all the time about how close they are, but to have that camaraderie and that brotherhood of, yeah, we have your back. We see how pissed off you are. We're going to be pissed off too. And then Cam Johnson said that he fed off of that, seeing them, you know, rise to meet that level of anger that he was playing with. Um, so that was a pretty cool thing. And Monty said, you know, we knew we were going to win that game in the huddle. You guys weren't losing focus. They knew they wanted to win that game because of the way that that whole individual battle went. Gerald, was that sound next to you? The Knicks still banging their heads into the, uh, into the stands after that loss or, no, I, I feel bad. They're trying to clean up the arena in here. It is pretty late because well, uh, we did get three players tonight, which we don't always get. But for a game like this, we got three of them. The, the Knicks did leave a mess. Uh, so when you look at tonight, it was another Cam who had mm-hmm. uh, a good game as well in campaign with a career high in assists. 
Uh, did Monty give any thoughts on, on that performance and what it means, not only for Cam, but for the team as they head on the road? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's big when a guy comes out there and has 16 assists. That's a career high. Um, he had tied his season high at halftime with eight. He just had a very good game as far as distributing the ball is concerned. You know, obviously he didn't shoot well again. Um, and there were some instances, especially down the stretch, where it felt like he was pressing. Campaign said that that play where he, you know, went for the layup and missed it, he put a little too much English on it. Uh, that was originally designed for Cam Johnson at the top of the key. If you go back and watch it, he was curling around and it was supposed to be a kick out for three and he was kind of wide open. So he said on that last game winner, he made sure to try Cam again to make up for that. Um, but yeah, Monty said he was pressing a little bit, but it's one of those things where he hasn't played in basically a month before this. He's only been back for a couple of games. Uh, so he needs to find his rhythm a little bit. Campaign said he's been trying to find his rhythm. He was worried more about the turnovers than the assists tonight and the missed shots. Um, he said a couple of his layups, just his, those inside layups that he usually makes just weren't falling for him. Um, but he said he's hoping to get back in that rhythm soon. He just needs to find it. He's only been back for a couple of games now. Did Were there any updates shared? Did you ask him at all about his wrist? Because I know late in the fourth or at some point in the fourth, it looked like he fell and then he got up and was kind of holding um, his right wrist there for a little while. Yeah, it looked like he fell. I think it was around the nine minute mark in the fourth quarter. He fell on that wrist and it looked like he was kind of wringing it out. And, and then he was holding it on that defensive possession. But we asked him about it and he said, um, you know, it's OK. He said it's a little sore, but he, he kind of laughed it off and said, you know, I fall so much like I got to stop falling all the time. Um, because, and it was kind of alarming the last game because he had said something about they held him out for so long past the original prognosis because, you know, the trainers basically told him, look, like you kind of fall a lot. And if you fall on this, you could be done for the season if you come back too soon. So fortunately, that is a good sign that he did fall on it and that it's not anything serious or something that's going to keep him out for an amount of time. So it's good that he waited as long as he did to come back. And, and that's a good sign that he's his wrist is almost fully back. Is there a concern about DeAndre Ayton right now? Uh, another pedestrian game, to put it nicely. Right. Eight points, yeah. three rebounds. Uh, I, I feels like it might be time to be a little concerned about the way he's playing. Look, publicly at least they're doing what they should be doing and in, in kind of defending him a little bit as far as saying, like, look, the, especially on that last play where Mitchell Robinson got the offensive rebound to put the Knicks ahead, uh, that was a case of the coverage that they were in. DeAndre Ayton was switched onto the ball handler. That's on kind of the other guys to keep him off the back. But at the same time, you look at the play, there were a couple of rebounds, a lot of offensive rebounds that Mitchell Robinson got. He got nine of them. And there were a couple where DA just didn't box out or just didn't put a body on him or just didn't hit the boards hard enough. Um, you know, he had three rebounds with a couple minutes to go in the game. And Mitchell Robinson had nine offensive boards for the game. Like That can't happen. That's one of those things where, you know, we can chalk it up to coverage a little bit, and it, that happens on some plays, but there are other plays where this has been a recurring issue. So it's something they'll need to figure out because giving up second chance points has been an issue all season, and especially lately here. Gerald, we'll let you get back to your uh, job in the steel mill, uh, that second job, and we will catch up with you from Milwaukee on Sunday. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Bye, Gerald. All right. Well, there's your update from Gerald. Apologies for that noise. It is 
midnight. They were slamming seats. Um, yeah, shut they're there, they're yeah. trying to get out of there. I'm sure. Probably have something coming through tomorrow in that arena. So, but shout out to Gerald for giving us all the updates, and he will have an article, I'm sure, posted sometime tonight. He's, knowing he's Gerald, he's got a flight tomorrow for Milwaukee. You know, the the man is busy, so glad he, he could uh, catch so up. So he'll have something probably posted tonight, if not tomorrow morning. So check it out if you want to hear a little bit more about what. The players said some more of Gerald's thoughts on tonight over at gophnx.com. Become a member today and you can get either your first month for 50 cents or you can pick up a shirt of your choice from our locker room. Um, We've got some really cool ones, of course, Suns-esque t-shirts and then all the other sports across the valley, some t-shirts, um, yeah, within that realm ones. as well. Yeah. And if you had ordered one of our Point God shirts, they will be showing up at your door next week. So get nice. excited for that if you ordered them in the first round. Uh, I don't know if we have the image, but I want to, since we've got a sizable audience here, I want to let you know that on Wednesday night, when the Suns take on the Miami Heat, we will be at the Ainsworth live. You know where the Ainsworth is, it's mm-hmm. right across. From the Footprint Center, where the old Hard Rock, if you're an old school downtown Phoenix person, where the old Hard Rock used to be the Ainsworth, is now a hot spot there. And we are going to be there live at 5 p.m. for our pregame show, Suns versus Heat. And then we will be there for the full game. And we will be there post-game live doing the post-game show from the Ainsworth on Wednesday. You come out, we're going to have some giveaways. We're going to have whatever uh as well might sing i've saw my yell i'll sing Saul will yell he'll give me weird you looks never know lindsey might drop an f-bomb you just don't <laughs> know what will happen when you come see uh phnx suns live at the ainsworth on, on wednesday it could be an nba finals preview that's how well both of these teams are playing in the heat and the suns yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun so plan to put it in your no, calendar no cover charge you just come in you sit down you, you get a beer, you watch the game, you, know, you watch the show. Hang out with and, all yeah. of your friends and us. Hopefully we are included in your friends list. Um, it, if not, we'll work on that at the Ainsworth. If you're, at, if you're out of town and you want to come in for this, DM at Saul underscore Bookman. <laughs> yeah, tell him, tell him, tell him to put it on the ticket. corporate card. Come on in. We'll have you out here at the Ainsworth. Yeah. But of course, if you can't join us, we're always going to be live right here on our YouTube channel both pregame and postgame. The show starts at 5.30, so more than likely we'll be there at I least at 5. It's not, it's not a 5. I thought it was a 5.30 game. Uh, didn't you just say 5.30? Oh, I you're right. Five. It's a 5.30 game. My five. bad. The show that. starts at 5, which means we'll be there a little bit early, at least 4.30, but probably even earlier than that. It will be so hot that it looks like we're in hell in this graphic that's on the screen. <laughs> That it looks like we're gonna burn the place down. That's how amazing this is gonna be. The Ainsworth probably won't appreciate that, but we're gonna have a good time, is what we're trying to say. Metaphorically, burn it down, not not actually. Chris in the chat said this is the most awake Lindsay has ever been after 10 p.m. 
I didn't even realize it was midnight. I genuinely do have a lot of energy right now, and I'm shocked. I did take a nap in the middle of the day today, and I think that might be something I need to do for 8 p.m. games. I've been awake since 5.15 I don't know how you are managing right right now. Well, it helps when a guy hits a buzzer beater in a career night. I mean, that's true. That was like a huge... Uh, That was like a Red Bull. Like It it basically was. That was like adrenaline right in the veins. It was was good. I felt like... Uh, what, what's that, uh, Travolta, Uma Thurman in, uh, uh, in Pulp Fiction where he oh, gives a syringe of, yeah. of adrenaline right in the chest. Yeah. That was Cam Johnson's buzzer beater for <laughs> me. All right. Which well, is good because I got to drive 45 minutes home. So. Yeah. That's a bummer for you. Yeah. Well, you know, can't relate. Um, thank you guys all for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Once again, thank you for dealing with the shenanigans. That was the live stream. Um, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're here with us in the chat, if you are listening to us on an audio platform, be sure to subscribe there as well and leave us a five-star review. We will see you guys on Sunday. It's an early one. It's going to be just Espo and I again, holding down the fort. Gerald is on the road. Saul's still also on the road. Um, but it'll be really fun. So come hang out with us. I almost said it's a 1 a.m. pregame show, but that would be very, very Ooh, early. I don't think I'd be able to make <laughs> that, it to that one. That'd be very pre from the <laughs> game. It's a 1 p.m. pregame show as it is a ABC yeah. Sunday matinee again. So super fun. Until then, enjoy your Saturday. Um, and be sure to follow us on Twitter, the show at PHNX underscore Suns. Myself at Lindsay Smith AZ, Gerald at Gerald Borgay, and of course, Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. If you have stream problems, call your doctor (laughs) or get a producer.